is that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman with Is That Really in the Bible? Uh, Dennis Prager, you can find him on YouTube channel PragerU, that's P-R-A-G-E-R-U. Uh, he was raised a modern Orthodox, in, he was raised in a modern Orthodox Jewish home. He's an American conservative radio talk show host and writer. And he was talking about the third commandment. He has a whole series on the Ten Commandments that is very, very, very good and well put together. That's Dennis Prager. Check him out. But he was talking about the third commandment. Do not take God's name in vain. And he gave it a definition that I've really never thought of. He says, doing evil in God's name or attaching God's name to false or immoral ideas is one of the sins God will not forgive. So let's take a look at the commandment, Exodus 20 and verse 7, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. You know, that ought to be a little bit scary uh, uh, when we think about taking God's name in vain. Of all the Ten Commandments, only one states that its violation cannot be forgiven. Think about that. It's the third commandment. Do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, because he will not forgive whosoever takes his name in vain. Now, why? Why will he not forgive? You know, I have usually thought of God's name in vain as using a curse word behind the name God. You know, his name is God, and you put a curse word behind it. That's how I've always thought of taking God's name in vain. Or, uh, do not use his name in your everyday vain conversation. I see children doing this. I see, I see parents doing this. You know, they'll say, well, good, and then, or my, or hit their thumb with a hammer. Oh, and then use God's name. And, and but there's a little bit more to it than that. I mean, surely... To, require, to say, I will not forgive this person who does this, surely there is more to it in using his name in vain. You know, the Hebrew word actually says, do not carry the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Notice that, do not carry, not take, but do not carry the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Now, if you are a Christian, you are carrying God's name every day of your life, in your actions, in your conversation, the way you behave, the way you conduct yourself, you know, the way you worship or whatever. Okay, don't carry his name in vain. Do not carry. Put the emphasis on carry his name because every day you are carrying his name with you. And again, doing evil in God's name or attaching God's name to false or immoral ideas is one of the sins that God will not forgive. Now, Dennis Prager, in his article, The Decline of Christianity, I don't think you've got to be a rocket scientist to figure this one out, that Christianity is in decline. But this is a fascinating article, The Decline of Christianity. He says, on the front of one of the oldest and most beautiful churches in the country, 
the Church of the Covenant in Boston hangs a large banner which is written, get this, on this large banner, represented by a church, and God said, protect abortion access for all. Next one, ensure black lives matter. Defend LGBTQ rights. For those who don't know what that stands for, that stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, and queers. Okay? In voter suppression. Turn guns into plows. Abandon fossil fuel. Protect sanctuary. Abolish prisons. Disarm hate. Speak truth. Breathe. In other words, love. That's enough to make you want to puke to think that that is written on the banner of a church. A church that is supposed to be carrying God's name. Oh yeah. So you see why this article was called The Decline of Christianity. Because to have these convictions, you have to be either one stupid or totally ignorant of what the Bible teaches and totally ignorant of the will of God. Okay. All right, let's go through some of these on this banner, on this church. Big Christian church, okay? Protect abortion, abortion access for all. Protect abortion access for all. Is it God's will to use abortion as a method of birth control? You know, I told you that story about the affluent family. Husband and wife had a lot of money. You know, had already had three children and one on the way. But they had planned a skiing trip to the Swiss Alps. And the wife, instead of, they didn't want to cancel the skiing trip, so they aborted the little potential life, the little baby that was in her womb. She had an abortion. So she could keep her skiing trip to the Swiss Alps. Now, I'm asking you the question, is it God's will to use abortion as a method of birth control? And I got to thinking about why the outrage since they passed, Supreme Court passed this law, I mean, you know, that uh, Roe versus Wade, once that was changed around. Because, I mean, the truth is, you can still get an abortion. There, it's based on the individual states now, the morality of each state. Now, there may be a few states that have banned abortion, but for the most part, you can still get an abortion. But I got to thinking the, the reason, I like to get in people's minds, you know, and think, now what's the reason for the outrage? Why are so many people outraged about, well, I can't get my abortion, you know? Here it is. You see, government is their God. For a lot of people, government is their God. And when Roe versus Wade was passed, anyone could get an abortion anytime, anywhere, for any reason. And their conscience didn't bother them because big government, their God, small letter G, approved of it. Are you with me? And now their God, small letter G, big government, has disapproved. And these people's consciousness is just eating away at them. They are outraged, absolutely outraged. What does the Bible say about abortion? Well, it's found in Exodus 20 and verse 13. Thou shall not kill. 
Yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. I mean, that's what the Bible says. Okay. All right, next one. And God said, ensure black lives matter. Now, the Bible says in Acts 17 and verse 26, and it's speaking of God, and has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Yeah, I mean, all people's blood, it's the same. It's all the same color, okay? I remember watching a little, as a little boy, watching a movie, and it was about racism in the South, and uh, when they had slave owners and, and they had slaves, and uh, this, of course, the, the little white boy had been taught wrongly. And one of the slaves cut his hand, black man cut his hand, he started to bleed. And the little white boy looks and says, well, your blood is the same color as mine. You see, he had been taught a lie. It was a powerful moment in the movie, it really was. But, okay, ensure that all lives matter. I, I'm all for that. Okay, though, and, and including those in the womb, by the way. Yeah. Now, on their website, Black Lives Matters, it says this. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirements by supporting each other as extended families and villages, villages that collectively care for one another. Now, what is this about we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family? What is the nuclear family? What's well, a husband and a wife? and children. That's what the nuclear family is. Now, what does the Bible say about this? Mark 10 and verse 7. For this call shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Psalms 127 and verse 3. Lo, children are the heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Now, this is what they are wanting to disrupt. The nuclear family. All right, the movement for Black Lives Matters calls for abolishing all police and all prisons. It also calls for a progressive reconstructing of tax code at the local, state, and federal levels to ensure a radical and sustainable redistribution of wealth. How do you like that? Yeah, okay. Another demand is the retroactive decriminalization, immediate release, and record expungement of all drug-related offenses and prostitution. Yeah, we're just going to let those drug heads and the prostitutes go free. We're going to wipe the slate clean, as if we could do that. As if government or Black Lives Matters could do that. Wipe the slate clean. Yeah. You know, the Bible, now, now let, me, let me tell you something you may not know. A lot of the money that comes into Black Lives Matter, guess where it goes? You got it, the Democratic Party. Yeah, oh yeah, don't be deceived, okay? All right, the Bible reveals that anyone, black or white, can be a racist. Yeah, absolutely, you got, you got stories of that in the Bible, all kinds of stories. All right, all right, on this church, Church of the Covenant, in Boston hangs a large banner on which is written, Defend LGBTQ Rights. Again, that stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. All right, defend their rights. Well, what does the Bible say about it? It says male and female, he created them. That's Genesis 1 and verse 27. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that can be more clear about this subject. Leviticus 18 and verse 22. 
thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. You know, the Bible also says that a man should not wear that which pertains to a woman. Do you know how silly it looks for men to be dressed up like a woman? I mean, it's a sign of weakness. It's a sign. I mean, I know Klinger did it in MASH, but now it's become reality. You know, reality and all its ugliness. It's become a reality in the world in which we live. You know, we used to laugh about it when we watched MASH. But it's just silly. It's just downright silly to see that. Now, how could a church support these things? Well, here's what, I'm going to answer that right now. You see, there are two gods. There's the God of the Bible, and there's the God of this world. Now, you know who the God of this world is. I mean, that should be clear. <laughs> okay, there's two gods. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Yes, lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You know, the tracks of the devil are in the church. It really, that is such a true statement. The tracks of the devil, his little footprints are all in the church. Now, for example, the teaching that has existed for 50 years, a no-law theology, the law has been abolished, it's been nailed to the cross, it's been fulfilled, it's been done away with. We don't have to pay, Jesus did it all for us, so that you don't have to. Yeah, that no-law theology has created, or been a big part of, the world which you and I live in. How, that, how have we degenerated so much into what we are today? Well, it's because, well, religion is partly to blame, you know? By teaching a no-law theology. The law convicts of sin. And you just don't hear that anymore. You don't hear that anymore. Preached. Next one was on this banner. It said, turn guns into plows. Now, I looked at that and I thought, you know, I've used this verse before. But the setting of this verse is the millennium has been set up. On, in other words, Christ has returned, set up his kingdom on this earth, and then this, the verse tells us this, Isaiah 2 and verse 2, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall come, go up and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the house of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his way, and we will walk in his path, for out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So this is a beautiful scripture that when Christ returns and set up his kingdom on this earth, there is going to be peace. Okay. You know, I mentioned this before, but the tank, the idea for the tank where originally came from the farm tractor. They just took a farm tractor and started slowly but surely modifying it until it is what it is today. But when this time comes, we're going to take those tanks and turn them back into plow tools, farm equipment. Now, let's like take a look at Joel 3 and verse 10 because it puts a different spin on this verse that applies to the day in which we now live. It says, beat your plowshares into swords. 
Notice that. Yeah, take those uh, farm equipment and turn it into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Listen, listen closely. Until Christ returns to set up his, his kingdom on this earth, buy a gun so that you can protect yourself from evil men. All right, Church of the Covenant in Boston. Big banner, Christian church, yeah. Uh, says, abandon fossil fuel. Abandon fossil fuel. Now get that. You know, I just bought a Dodge Charger. It's got a Hemi in it. That car is awesome. I mean, it's the most powerful thing I've ever driven in my life. I'm telling you, once you, once you get a Dodge Charger with a Hemi in it, the thought of going electric or saving the planet will never cross your pea brain mind again. I can guarantee you that. All right. The source of energy, this source of energy, that's fossil fuels, has been one of God's gifts to humanity. Don't we understand that? Dennis Prager says this, without them, that's fossil fuel, the modern world would not have been possible. No hospitals, no reliable heat in the winter, no, not to mention cold in the summer, no transportation beyond riding animals, no modern medicine, nothing in the way of modern technology, just a primitive life and a short and painful one at that. Now, God would say, before abandoning these fossil fuel, fuels, make sure you have a reliable substitute. We do. It's called nuclear power. Okay. Until then, thank God for his gift of fossil fuels. Next thing on that list. Big church. Big banner on the church. Abolish prison. Okay, now, did you know in ancient Israel, there were no prisons in ancient Israel? There were just holding places until justice was served, and justice was served very quickly. Yeah, let's take a look at the justice, Exodus 21, verse 23. And if any mischief shall follow, then thou shalt, you shall give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. So if you killed, you got killed. If you molested a child, you, you were killed, put to death. If you stole, you had to pay back three or four times what you stole. Or if you couldn't pay it back, you could be sold as a slave until you paid it back. Yeah, it was quite an effective justice system that worked very quickly. No prisons in ancient Israel. But we're not there right now, you see. Another example I want to throw in here is Exodus 21, verse 28. If an ox gore a man or a woman that they die, then the ox shall be surely stoned and his flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be quit. But if the ox were, were won't, or known to push with his horns in times past, and it has been testified to the owner, and, has, and the owner has not kept him in, but that he kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and the owner also shall be put to death. In other words, you've got a crazy ox that's always getting out and chasing me down the street, and it, and it kills you know, a loved one. Okay, the ox and the owner is put to death. Now let's just spread this out to our society today. You've got a, a son who is uh, known for driving drunk. And it's been told to you, your son nearly ran me out of the road. Your son ne nearly killed me. He was driving drunk again on the wrong side of the road. And it's been told to the parents, your son is driving drunk. Do you realize according to God's justice, 
not only would the son, if, if he went out and killed someone, not only would the son be put to death, but the parents also would be put to death under this type of justice system. Yeah, harsh, 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 but it worked, you see. It's none of this, oh, I can't control my son. I just can't do anything with him. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, you know, you did something or you would receive this kind of justice, okay? Now, today our justice system is not as harsh, so we have prisons. But can you imagine what it would be like if we didn't have prisons? Okay, imprison the guilty to protect the innocent. Let me repeat that. Imprison the guilty to protect the innocent. Only an idiot would say abolish prisons. Okay, all right, this false church said protect abortion access for all. God says protect the life of the mother and their unborn babies. This false church says ensure black lives matters. God says human worth is not related to race. This false church says defend LGBTQ rights. The Bible says there are only two sexes, male and female. This false church says turn guns into plows. God would tell us defend yourself and others, get a gun. All right. This false church says abandon fossil fuels. God would say I have blessed mankind. I have blessed you idiots with fossil fuels. You know, that's what God would say. All right, with, with, with energy. This false church says abolish prisons. And God would say imprison the guilty to protect the innocent. Of all the Ten Commandments, only one states that its violation cannot be forgiven. It's the third commandment. Do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain because he will not forgive whosoever takes his name in vain. Doing evil in God's name or attaching God's name to false or immoral ideas is one of the, one of the, is one sin that God will not forgive. And that is the sin of the left-wing churches and synagogues that carry God's name in vain. Indeed, they desecrate it. Don't misrepresent God. Because when a church misrepresents God, they have taken God's name in vain. And I got to thinking about this, you know, by teaching their congregation, a lot of churches do this, by the way, that the Sabbath is not important. It's for the Jews and God, it, all God expects is a 45 minute worship service on the first work day of the week. By teaching that, these churches have taken God's, they have misrepresented God. They have taken God's name in vain. By teaching a no law theology, that the law has been abolished, it's been fulfilled, it's, we're not under the law, it's, you know, it's just grace, 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 the law has been abolished, it's been fulfilled, it's been done away with, it's been nailed to the cross. By teaching that, they have misrepresented God, they have taken God's name in vain. By teaching the observance of pagan holidays and that God's feast days, His holy days are not important, the feast of Jehovah, by teaching that. They have taken God's name in vain. They have misrepresented God. You know, the churches across our landscape have a lot of repenting to do because they have misrepresented God. They have carried God's name vainly. I'm David Freeman, and that's what's really in your Bible. This nation needs to repent, but repent of what? What is sin? Few people, in fact, few religious people, understand the definition of sin. 
As a nation, we need not only to repent, but we need to have the experience of repentance. Your religion is not enough. Too much confidence in religion can be the downfall of a nation. What is real religion? What is real repentance? Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com. This program has been paid for by the tithes and offerings of the Church of God Rocky Mount and friends of this ministry. If you have been challenged by listening to this program, then consider that a great blessing. You can visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net. It is the support of people like you that make this ministry possible. If you have been blessed by this understanding given to you today, then consider making a donation by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast, watch the weekly program, worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service, and be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net. If you would like more information or if you have any questions, write to Is That Really in the Bible? 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Or visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net.